Level the Pursuit is a podcast for people ready to make the most of every opportunity. In the race to success, we're not all starting from the same place. Level the Pursuit seeks to fill in the gaps and provide accessible, bite-sized leadership lessons for anyone looking to improve their skills and prepare for the next step, whatever that might be. Last week, we talked about service to the community. Being part of the world around us has a ton of benefits, not just for society and our mental well-being, but can actually help you grow professionally and personally. Did you find a way to volunteer, a charity you want to donate to, or a cause that you want to learn more about? If you did, that's awesome. The world's better for it. If you didn't, there's always time. There's no shortage of ways to help and people who need a hand. So find a way to reach out today. So last week I told you I didn't know what to talk about because I had a plan, but I wasn't really feeling it. And I wasn't feeling it because I was, I was feeling down, just struggling a little with my own way forward. So after thinking about it a lot this week, I'd like to touch base on mental health and some ways you can take better care of yourself. Life was complicated before 2020, but this year has really taken the WTF to another level. Today, we're going to talk about keeping our bearings within the chaos. This week, take some time each day for you. No agenda, no expectations. Just do something for you and only you. You deserve it. Mental health is a pretty hot topic in general, and COVID has certainly highlighted the impact of our lives and experiences and how we function psychologically. Our mental health is really the sum of our emotions, behaviors, and coping mechanisms in the context of our functioning and interactions with the world around us. So if you take that apart, it's how we think about and react to the things that happen, the things we actually do, say, and feel in response, and then how we internalize our reactions to our own behaviors. Being able to adjust to changing circumstances, react in a way that's productive, and then learn a lesson and move on to the next set of circumstances, it's a pretty complex set of interactions. So you can see what throwing a wrench into any portion of that cycle can have repercussions in all the rest. You see this in your life when one thing goes wrong after another. You wake up late, so you're in a rush. You're focused on getting out the door, so you forget your lunch. You realize you've forgotten it, now you're focused on that as you drive to work, so you don't notice the car in front of you brake, and you tap the dude in traffic. It's really not a big deal, but you're already keyed up, so you kind of mouth off a bit to the driver. He wasn't originally mad, because after all, He remembered his lunch this morning, but instead of blowing off this invisible dent, now he wants all your information. After all, you rear-ended him, so it's your fault, and so on and so on and so on. We've all had those days, and bad stuff really does happen. I mean, let's be honest. But what we put out to the world totally affects what we get back. When a lot of people think about mental health, it seems like an all-or-nothing deal. You have an illness and you need a bunch of medications or you're normal and you should be able to get through everything all the time on your own. The thing is, life is more complicated than that. There are some conditions which actually don't require much if any medication. And there are lots of times that people who wouldn't necessarily have an underlying condition might need medication or therapy or just a little bit of help for a short period of time to get them through something difficult. I believe that mental health is a continuum and that we move back and forth along it from day to day, week to week. On one side, you have the complete inability to regulate your behavior, your emotions, your mood. And on the other side, you have total control over emotions and all of your interactions. 
Each day, every experience we have can cause our needle to move one way or the other. You fight with your significant other, you move to the left a little bit. You deliver a great presentation and your boss tells you you're awesome and you move back to the right. And the bigger the situation, the farther it might move you and the longer the effect might last. Have you ever had that feeling like, man, I am so excited about this thing I'm gonna do. Nothing can get me down. I'm awesome, this is gonna rock. And then something happens and you're like, nope, that sucks, but you cannot crush my mood. I'm, I'm too happy. That's awesome. Now, obviously for most of us, if something really, really, really bad happened, it might move you back in that other direction. And just like these outside circumstances, aspects of our own personality can nudge us in one way or the other. Some people naturally have a positive outlook and it's really hard to get them down. But other people are super cynical and they're always looking for a catch in any situation, you know, kind of that Eeyore person that you have in your group that's always letting you know what's gonna go wrong. And there are a lot of conditions that can push you farther over. So that's, it's harder to control your emotions and see the world in a productive way. But they're not all mental. Pretty much any illness or injury can make it harder to be flexible, to be tolerant in the moment. If you have pain for whatever reason, it can make it very hard to be in a good mood or to have a positive outlook. And what about sleep? Anyone who's ever gone without a night of sleep, from work, a new baby, spouse with the stomach virus, my current predicament of horn-happy train engineers flying by 12 times a night, you know that the next day you can be irritable, your manual dexterity is off, you can miss social cues, and your attention to detail can suffer. Now do that for weeks or months at a time, and you might actually behave as though you had an underlying psychological condition. Now, add COVID to the mix. Even without the political chaos, which I'm not gonna get into, the lockdowns, the tension, and just this state of uncertainty, we don't know when it's gonna end, we're not sure what it's gonna look like, people wanna make plans, all of that stuff, it can really take a toll, no matter how well adjusted you are. I'm fairly introverted, so being locked in my house really doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> but I liked the routine of going to work each day, of interacting with people and coming home. Like, I really liked going to a coffee shop and sitting in the corner and reading for a few hours. My husband and I enjoy going to restaurants. Now, is any of this a big deal? No. I mean, we still have our freedom. There's lots of great things, but there are huge changes to our life, and that's an adjustment for a lot of people. I know so many people who've had plans canceled, trips fall through, sick family members they can't visit, you know, grandkids they can't see. And then all of the fears of all of my heroic medical professionals, first responders, hospitality workers, delivery professionals, sanitation professionals, everyone who's keeping our society moving, they're afraid of the risk to themselves, afraid they might get sick or get their family sick, and really having no choice but to keep moving. That's a lot to deal with, no matter who you are. And then with all of this, you also have people who feel like their emotions aren't valid. And this is, this is true all the time, but I've seen it a little more with COVID. Like, this sucks, I'm sad, I'm going stir crazy in my house, and I have no connections. And someone responds, well, at least you have a house and food, you should be grateful instead of complaining. So that's really not cool. I mean, I agree about cultivating gratitude. I've talked about it before, and I believe we should be grateful for everything that we have. And we should share and empower others as much as we are able. There's so much to be grateful for in our lives. There's no argument there. But the initial statement wasn't, poor me, feel sorry for me, my life is so hard. It was, I'm sad, and I need connection. 
We all need connection to varying degrees and the impact to our mental well-being can be massive. So food, clothing, shelter, they're all important, but they're irrelevant to the discussion of, I feel lonely and I need someone. Like that's a real thing. But second, even if the first person was saying, my life is so hard, you know what? Circumstances are relative, but pain is not. If your worst day is getting your car dinged in the parking lot and you are crying over your car being dinged in the parking lot because that is the worst thing that has ever happened to you in your whole life. And my worst day is the day I found out I had cancer. Certainly, we have wildly different life experiences. But I don't have the right to judge whether your feelings are valid. They are. They're your feelings and you're entitled to them. Period. Shaming someone because their life isn't hard enough is not right. You know, and it goes both ways. Saying that you've had an experience of someone else needs to get over it, same thing. Like our experiences are so different. People's feelings are valid. Don't take them away. So what are some things we can do to improve our well-being? There's actually a lot. You know, the, we'll talk a little bit about the mental health aspects of, of care, but there's a lot of stuff that most of us can do day to day. The first, I already kind of alluded to it, get enough sleep. Do what you need to to get sleep. If that means sleep hygiene, if you're someone that has no problem sleeping, I envy you. I've been an insomniac since I was a teenager, so I'm jealous. <laughs> but if you don't have trouble sleeping, that's fantastic. If you do, use sleep hygiene. Your bed is only for sleep and sex. Keep your bedroom super dark, keep it nice and cool, have the right blankets, You know, temperature control as much as you're able. If you can block out sounds, like I said, I have a train going by about 100 yards away every single night several times so i'm trying different things i'm using white noise earplugs you name it we're trying different things to get me some sleep because it's really killing me um try journaling if you have a lot of things if you're someone that kind of has things running through their head and they can't you can't go to sleep because all of the day and the things you need to do is going through keep a journal next to your bed and you can write down all the things you're worried about and that will give your brain a chance to get rid of them. The reason it goes through them again and again is it doesn't want you to forget. So if you write them down, it knows that you're not gonna forget and you've got it good to go. And minimize your screen time before you go to bed. You can take a warm bath or a shower, but you don't wanna take a super hot or a super cold right before you go to bed. If you work out in the evenings, you wanna to try to work out, um, have a couple of hours before you uh, go to bed. And same thing with eating, try to have a couple of hours before you go to bed um, because it lets your body kind of reach its homeostasis to, to some extent, obviously you'll continue digesting, your, your metabolism continues to work, all that stuff's still happening. Uh, but if you do it right before you go to bed, your, your body's working a little bit harder and it's harder for you to settle down. And then try to go to sleep and get up the next morning around the same time. If you can create a routine that is consistent, it's a little bit easier for your body to do that. If you can wake up to natural light, that's freaking awesome. I'm jealous of you. Um, I get up before the natural light. Um, but if you can do that, that is awesome as well. And along that, I kind of started with that, but create a routine in your life. With COVID, this has been super hard for me. I really like a routine. I like to have times that I do things. And when I create a routine that is false, you know, like if I don't have to do anything, but I still get up at six, because I'm like, I want to get up at the same time every time. It actually is really hard for me. I find myself with all this downtime and playing too much Candy Crush. So that's not positive for me. So I'm still working with that with the COVID kind of thing because I am teleworking, but our days are not the same every day. So trying to create a consistent routine is really important for people, for not everybody, I guess, but for me, it really is. So if you're someone that likes a routine, see what you can do to do that. Like I work out every morning to try to 
establish that. But it's been hard. It's hard for me. It's very disruptive for me not to have an actual routine. Next, you need to pay attention to your nutrition. So this isn't dieting. You don't necessarily have to eat healthy all the time, but you need to be aware of what you put in your body. Food is comfort for a lot of people. That's not necessarily a healthy relationship to have overall with food. Certainly, you know, if your mom or your dad has something that they make that it always makes you happy, that's wonderful. But using food to make yourself feel better, overall, it can create an unhealthy relationship with food. So you want to think about food as fuel for your body. Definitely enjoy it. I mean, I spent two years in Charleston and we went to a new restaurant every single weekend because we loved trying all of the amazing restaurants and try like enjoy it, have good experiences, but in between eat healthy things, put good solid fuel in your body. There are a lot of resources out there. Track your food if, if weight control is, is something you want to look at, but in general, put good things in your body because the chemical reactions that happen, the purer things that you give them, the, the better those chemical reactions are and the better you feel. So and all of that kind of goes goes together from your digestion, your moods, your skin, all of that stuff goes together. So if you're putting good stuff in, uh, you're going to feel better overall. Next, you should move every day. Now, I'm not saying exercise. I took this from a good friend, JW. Um, he, I loved his, his way of looking at this. But you, not everybody wants to exercise per se. Not everybody wants to go to the gym or ride a bike or whatever it is that, you know, I, those are things that I do. That's Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're not a fitness freak, right on. It's all good. But you should do something. Walk, take the stairs when you can, use a standing desk, whatever it is, find some ways to incorporate motion into your day. And if you do work out, that's awesome. Continue to do that. If you used to and you want to get back into it, this is a great time. Like Start finding a way to get those workouts back in. There are tons of online resources, YouTube videos, tons of stuff if you want to try to do circuit training in your home. And there are a lot of gyms that are open if you can get used to working out on a mask, which I have had to, Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there. So find a way to help your body move to stay healthy. Next, if you can, try to get away from your stress whenever you can. And and that can be really hard. You know, with COVID, with travel restrictions, uh, depending on what your line of work is, you know, the military really can't travel. There's a lot of rules there. And then also, if you're an essential worker, uh, you may not have a ton of freedom right now. Whenever you can, find some time where you're not thinking about this stuff, where you're not focused on this stuff. Even if it's just, you know, watching a video on YouTube or chilling out or staring at the clouds, whatever it is, but get some time. Now, if you can take a vacation, even just go to the beach and sit and watch the waves for a couple hours or for a day or whatever, do that because you have to get away from it now and then. I know it's really, really hard for people. I've been there. I have some people close to me that are really struggling with this right now, that work is crushing them and there's really just no end in sight. And so when you can plan for it, even if it's far out, plan for it, be excited about it. It gives you something to focus on, but you need to get away from your stress now and then. Another thing you do is is try something new. And there's two ways you can do this. You can try something that is actually new. You can find a new hobby, something you've wanted to do. Maybe you want to learn to speak a foreign language, anything, just something to mix it up and add something different to your life. But also you can do something you did in the past and just bring it back into your life. So maybe you liked to paint when you were a kid, start painting again, or you played an instrument and it's been in the attic forever. Bring it down, tune it up and start playing. But 
find some joy in some of those things that used to bring you joy. Now, if they weren't fun then, then I don't know if they'll be fun now. But if you enjoyed it once, maybe try it again. Add it back into your life. Another thing you can do that we've talked about before is journaling. And so I've been journaling off and on for 20 something years and I do it in spurts. I I will admit I will do it every day for a little while and then I'll kind of fall off for a little bit and come back to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Kind of when I need to, I do. When I don't, I don't. And and that's worked for me. But gratitude is a great place to start. I start my day with things that I'm thankful for. And that's a really nice way just to get yourself in in the right mindset to start your day. You can also record memories, both positive to make you feel good, give you positive think, uh, feelings about your day, but also negative. It ha- can help you work through them. It can be very therapeutic to write down something neg- negative that happened and kind of work through that. You know, we've talked about recording your goals. You can absolutely do that in your journal and then add feedback that you get or achievements that you have in, in relation to your goal. And it kind of puts it all together. You can talk about your feelings in, re- in relation to it. A lot of people like to journal about their relationships, um, both good and bad, and you can also do this in the form of letters to the people that you love. You don't necessarily have to send them, but it can be very helpful for you to do that. You can write out your frustrations, and this is really, really good. If you're frustrated about something, writing it down can really help you get out all those bad feelings. And in that, you can also forgive others. Forgive them for whatever they've done, whether they know they need to be forgiven or not. It can be really helpful if you put that in there. Pretty much anything you write down helps you work through it. So that's a really good thing to do if you're not sure what to do with your emotions, if they're getting too much for you, write them down and then you can, honestly, it can be very helpful to burn that piece of paper or throw it away or just do something with it because you can get rid of all those emotions at one time. And then kind of an offshoot of this is sending a thank you note. If you're feeling particularly grateful, if there's someone that's really important to you, send them a card or send them a thank you note. That can really make you feel good and something out of the blue, there's something just, I don't know, being Generation X, I, I really liked getting mail when I was a little kid. So there's like the coolest thing ever when you get just a random thing in the mail. So I still send birthday cards and, and anniversary cards and stuff like that through the mail because I just think it makes your day. It's such a nice surprise when you see this colored envelope and just something fun. I I love it. So I think it's really effective. We talked last week about community service. Obviously focusing on people around you can really help your mental well-being, help you feel more connected to the people around you. And another thing you can do is get creative. You know, there's a reason that adult coloring books have become very popular and also the paint by number kits and things like that. Doing something creative, especially something, even if you're not good at it, having a lot of guidance and just getting to create color, create something new, even if you don't have to think that much about it, is really, really therapeutic. It makes people feel really good. If you have hobbies where you like to build something, make music, sing, play an instrument, something like that, do that. Being creative, expressing yourself is just so helpful, so cathartic. And you can do it in other ways. You can be, when I was in residency, we used to go to the gun range and shoot guns. And my goodness, and I, and actually I used to go and hit the heavy bag. And those things are so, make just that physical exertion, the noise, there's a lot of stuff to it that is so therapeutic and you get done and you just, you feel better, man. You feel like you let some stuff out. And next we talked about connection, but you need to look at appropriate social time. So Your social engagement should not cause you additional stress. If at the end of the week, you just really want to chill on the couch with a couple of people, then you shouldn't feel pressure to go to a big, you know, kind of party. Now, obviously during COVID, a lot of this stuff 
is now at, has political and health ramifications. So clearly t- ha- keep that in mind. But in general, you should do things that actually help you recharge. Now, sometimes blowing off steam with a big group of people is really helpful. But if it's not for you, if it causes you more stress, then stick to stuff that actually fits you. Now, the converse is true. If an intimate evening just gives you the willies, then, and you want to just go to a club and like dance it out, then heck yeah, good on you. But, um, find things that actually make you feel better, not things that cause you additional stress. Another thing you can do, and especially right now, you know, while our weeks for many of us with teleworking and all in homeschooling and all the things that people have going on, it can feel very up in the air. It can feel like there's a lot of stuff going on and you don't feel like you have a handle on everything. So one thing that can be really, really helpful is just sitting down and taking 15 or 20 minutes and organizing your week. If you're feeling overwhelmed, sit down, make a schedule, even if you just draw it on notebook paper, but draw it out and figure out what your week needs to look at, look like. You can prep your food, you can pick out your clothes, you can plan out your chores, your errands, everything you're gonna do, which days are you gonna go to the grocery store, when you're gonna do your laundry. It sounds really silly, but it's amazingly effective to just write it out, see it there. As things come up, you write them on, figure out where they go, And even if you don't adhere to it exactly, it is incredibly comforting to have a plan for the week. And then you can do what you want with it. If you're someone who likes to adhere to a schedule rigidly, then go to it. Um, I like to have a plan and then I kind of do things as they occur to me. (laughs) So I, I, but I like having it there. So whatever that is to you, find a way to make things look a little bit more organized and it will feel a little bit more comforting. It won't feel so discombobbled and like everything's all over the place. But then along with that, use your time wisely. So if you find yourself with a bunch of energy and nothing to do, knock out some chores. I, I do, I plan to do laundry on the weekends, but if on Wednesday, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna knock out the laundry. I do the laundry and then when it's time, you know, when Saturday comes, I don't, I don't need to do it. I'm like, ah, one less thing to do, rock on. And so, Now, this is just for me, like who knows, this baby, you may think that's totally stupid and it doesn't work for you, but there's a lot of things that you can do if you find just that extra time in your day. Incorporate those in because then when when you get to the time you were supposed to do it, it's a bonus and you feel like you've accomplished something and that's awesome. And then kind of from a mental standpoint, try to laugh every day. You know, if you've heard Jimmy Valvano's uh, speech from the SBs, he talks about, you know, laugh every day, cry every day. That's a heck of a day. And I agree with that. Um, I know that not everybody's a bunch of a crier, but I do think you absolutely should find a way to laugh every day. You know, whether it's watching a movie, checking out some crazy stuff on YouTube, talk to your friends, do something, but find something that actually makes you laugh out loud. And that can be hard to do. You know, you know a comedian is funny if you're sitting alone on your couch and you're laughing out loud, like that's pretty impressive. But find a way to do that because you need to release all, you know, the chemicals that your brain releases, all of those feelings, and just kind of hearing your own laughter, like remind yourself what it feels like. And that can be hard, you know, when you're by yourself for weeks at a time. So, so try to find a way, make an effort for yourself to find a way to laugh each and every day. So all of this assumes that you don't have an underlying diagnosis that you also have to contend with, right? So if you're clinically depressed, bipolar, have anxiety, any other psychiatric diagnosis, Employing these techniques in your life can totally improve many aspects of your symptoms. Just like yoga and mindfulness can improve blood pressure, diabetes, and a lot of somatic or physical conditions. But it can't cure it. 
psychiatric conditions are medical states um, in which there's a chemical imbalance that affects your thinking, emotion, behavior, that the body can't completely correct on its own. Just like if you break your leg, your body can heal it usually, but if it's crooked, your body can't magically straighten it out without some help. So like any medical condition, you do the best you can with your lifestyle, your behavior, you know, how you take care of yourself, but then you get assistance from a medical professional who can help with medicines, procedures, other adjuncts to help your, you to get your body to the right spot. So this isn't saying if you do all these things, you're magically gonna be perfect. That's not, that's not the case. These are just ways to use the energy and time that you have better to help your mental state as you go through your day. Now, if you're struggling with feelings that are more than you can deal with, please go talk to a professional. You can start with your primary care doctor, a religious professional, or a mental health clinician. And you may or may not need therapy or medicine or some tests to be done or whatever, but if you're having a hard time, get some help sorting it all out. Physical problems can have mental symptoms and mental problems can absolutely have physical symptoms. And Dr. Google is not the authority on mental health care. So please talk to a real person. Talk to someone who does this for a living. Now, if you're thinking about hurting yourself or anyone else, please go now make an appointment, make a phone call, do something. Don't do this alone. Don't think about this alone. Get some help to deal with whatever you're feeling. Get some help to deal with it. I'm going to put some links on my website for contacts to mental health resources at www.levelthepursuit.com. So please, 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 if you need help, get it. This week, focus on your own mental health. It is wonderful if you spend your time taking care of others your kids, significant other, your parents, friends, all those people in your life who love you but demand your time. But you can't truly take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. Each day this week, take some time just for you, whatever that is. If you're not sure what to do, maybe try meditation or mindfulness to get you centered. I have a podcast on that if you haven't tried it before. If you haven't been exercising, maybe maybe now you're ready. Maybe it's time to start, right? If you like to play Candy Crush, but your husband gives you a hard time, not that I know anybody like that, then go crazy just this week. It can be something to make you better or maybe a guilty pleasure, but the point is it's just for you. Now, please take care of yourself. Drinking your face off or eating a half gallon of Bluebell every day might seem fun in the moment, but it's not actually positive for you in the long run. So don't do things that are negative to your health, like detrimental to your health. The point of this is not to go crazy in your vices, It's to take some time where you are completely focused on something that matters to you. That's been our discussion of mental health on Level the Pursuit. Thanks for joining, and I look forward to your comments. If you liked the discussion today, please give it a like, subscribe, or share. If you didn't, please comment with what I could do better. If thinking about mental health has made you realize that you could use some help, please talk to someone. If you're not sure where to start, check out the links on my website, but please take care of yourself. Next time we'll cover mentorship and sponsorship. We've discussed a professional network and this is the next step. In any field and really in life, it's helpful to hear a perspective from someone who understands you and the path that you're on. If that person can also propel you forward, well, that's a super bonus. We'll talk about what to look for, how to leverage your mentors, and some things to watch out for. Don't forget to take some personal time each day this week. 
take care of you. And then head over to www.leveltheprosuit.com to share your insights and your successes. I can't wait to learn from your thoughts. Thanks again for joining Level the Pursuit. While we can't choose where we start, we can choose our dreams and how we pursue them. Remember, success is a team sport and there's room for all of us to achieve our goals. So be a good leader, be a good follower, and do something great.